hole is my butthole. My deepest hole is the one that I dug when I decided to do a podcast with you three. Hi. My deepest hole is my deep, dark soul. Go on, Jay. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. My name is Jameson Oxford. I will be your dungeon master, but today we are playing Backgammon. We are a real play 5th edition Backgammon podcast. I don't know how to play Backgammon. Nobody knows how to play Backgammon. Everybody owns Backgammon. Nobody knows how to play it. We're going to learn. Everybody's chosen not to play it. I think that's a difference. I think it's a white people game. Can we choose not to play this? Unfortunately, no, bud. We're right, here. Well, here we are. Right, once again, we're really <laughs> real play 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast focusing on narrative-driven storytelling. It's true. My name is Jameson Oxford. I will be your dungeon master. Playing with me today... Uh, I don't know. Who, I, who, who wants to go first? I, you really lost your... Uh... I, d- I did. Well, I don't want anybody's sloppy seconds when they're playing with you, so it'll be me. Hi, it's me. It's Ryan. Nice to see... Well, nice for you all to listen to me again, I guess. Uh, welcome. I'm here to play Nine. I'm an artificer, warforged. I've got some buds, and I've got uh, some companions that may or may not be buds. Moving on, the people with me are... Uh, yeah, I'm Jeff. I play Rayusk, a.k.a. designation C3P4. You know, those numbers that Mitch never gets right. <laughs> and... Fuck you, I even wrote them down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your sneaky boy today. And also, I will do illicit things. All right, at the table with me is... Hello, everybody. It is I, Mitch, forced to introduce myself and proponent of getting your prostate checked. It's important. Do it, Dad. I play Adairu, <laughs> who is a... I am Mitch... Playing Adaru, playing Halor, who is a barbarian, playing the druid, playing a mercenary. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was a that was a minute to work through that, but I think I got it. I think I think I, I think I nailed it on the head. Sure. Nail you on the head, Dad. I don't know where you are. I don't know if you're gonna ever listen to this. Get your goddamn prostate check. Wow. Check your bee hole. You are fifty. Get your prostate checked. God damn it. I love you. Um, your son loves you. You should make sure that you stick around. So. Stick a finger up there. I, I suppose on that note, Jeff, <laughs> could you? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go in. Not in rip the uh, No, rip it? do not go in. Oh, <laughs> 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 Last time on Checking Your Butthole. <laughs> B- Black powder. Black powder. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Have you gotten the men in line? It has been a hard journey. That is the story, right, Malor? Story? It was unfortunate times, the woods. You have to get processed as you enter. As you get closer, you see that the arch itself is inlaid with panel after panel of milky jade stone. Each time someone steps forward, the large archway thrums like an untuned bass, as they are marched to have their paperwork checked on by a Primacy City guard. As you get closer, you can hear a loud voice speaking with every processed traveler. Hi! Welcome to Santitas! Or just say hi and come on! Uh, hello! If you want my help, I am asking you to help us. My next step is to meet a man goes by the name of Finn Boggy. He knows a lot about the inner workings of the Primacy. You see the telltale firefly of a lit cigarette that you know to be Darbin. All right, what the fuck happened? Folk of Volgi, 
and you had nothing to do with it. And you weren't involved in the fight at all, because I don't buy that at all. You're lying to me. Seth, lock your shit down, do your drugs, get your mind back in the game, because you've just been upgraded from assassin to spy. As you come in, you, you pass by this hobo who fucking bumps into you for a second. First check my coin purse, right out the gate. But you realize your dagger's gone as he turns the corner of the door. He brandishes the sword to both of you. Hold on, hold on! Wait! He has Seth's knife. Uh, excuse me, are you Finn Boggy? Who's asking? The Finn Boggy, the first Inquisitor. Yeah, that's me. Finn Boggy's journal, page one. My life has taken many wandering, horrible turns in such a short term. So much has been taken, so little has been returned. Though I am thankful for the few gifts I receive, I must continually scratch my head at who they come from. This man Sieko, at first glance, a crooked, cruel-looking thing, as he often is, but he speaks so much sense. With such conviction, I can only assume he is brilliant or mad. He saved my life for reasons I will never fathom. But beyond that, he has lifted me from the gutter, clothed me, fed me, steered me from the brink of booze-filled oblivion. He treats me as a brother, he even bought me this journal. Through him I have found new purpose. He dreams of a world of total control, a world that in theory would have no crime, where a man could live his days in safety and security. He could raise children, let them run the streets, knowing no man would dare harm them. Because crime carries too high a price. This world is perfect. I fear his methods are wrong. So, we're gonna jump forward, like, five minutes, five whole minutes from where you guys left off when he announced who he was. He led you to a nearby, uh, building with a basement. Like, it seemed like this run-down place with no one living in it, and then he brought you down, and there seems to be this sparsely furnished location where this man has set up his little base. Uh, there's old cloth covering all sorts of, like, things. It's dusty, it's moth-eaten. It's not a great place to spend your time. And the man doesn't look much better. As I said before, he looks kind of like a bum. Like he's dressed like a hobo. His clothes look messed up. But underneath those clothes, you can see that he has like well-kept armor and weapons. Uh, as he brings you down along with foe to this place. My sensors detect a obscene amount of mildew here. Did he give me back my sword? Uh, not yet. So he walks us in? Yeah, he walks you in. And uh, there's a table kind of set up, sort of like a war table, you know, and he goes across the room, stands at one end of the table, and he just sets your sword down on the table in front of him and puts his arms on the table. And once again, he says, So Sabobos thinks that you're going to help me. How? I'll be taking my weapon. And I reach for it. If you come across the table, he just sort of takes the weapon and moves to the other side of the table after you answer the questions. You want trust? Earn it. I'm not asking for your trust. I'm asking for my weapon and deciding not to kill you because Bo has asked for my assistance and I'm undecided on whether I will give it. May I please have my weapon back, sir? What's the bonus? Well, that sounded extra. Yeah, accurate. that was really reverberate. Yes, because I have a bowl on my head. 
Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Who is Samalos? Finbagi looks up at from Rayesk to you and is like, No, I'm not gonna give you your weapon back. Not right now. Look at the look at the four of you. What? What about us? You want our services or not? Sabobos is a helper fighting the primacy. In answer your question, what's your name, by the way, fish boy? I put my hands on the table, lean in. Rayusk. Rayusk. I recognize the getup and the look of an apotheosis assassin. I also know a shifter when I smell one. Fuck you. And an old model warforged. It's the most motley group I've ever seen. And if you are an apotheosis assassin, I'm trying to decide if you live. Do you want her help or not? Of course. I'm low on men lately. Then why don't you close your fucking shithole and tell us what you'd be needing us be doing so we can all be moving on our way and doing things. I ain't itching to be around here any longer. Why on earth would I want to work with guys who think they can talk to me like that? Huh? Because we get things taken care of. I am only here because foe make a proclamation that I find unlikely. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. This is my fault. I brought them. I think that we can all work together. It's on me. May I speak to you for a moment, Finboggy? I promise if you give him your weapon, he'll not attack you. And if he does, I will defend you. Now we're talking. A little bit of tete-a-tete. Sure. He tossed the sword. He slides the sword across the table to you, Reyes. I pick it up and sheath it. As Foe moves around the table to talk to him. Would you like my crossbow? Isn't that attached? No. Uh, after he slides the sword across, I sheath the sword. Look at him through squinted eyes. Like rounded shoulders. And I wait patient. He, uh, he gives you a smile. Now, now you guys sit tight while the adults talk. As foam moves around the table. So you don't want my crossbow? No. Fuck. Take the fucking can off your head. And he and foam go and talk in the corner for a moment. It's a fishbowl. It's a ball. They're whispering to one another, and you see that they, like, Foe looks over his shoulder, Finbagi will glance over at you guys, and they keep talking. It seems like Foe is bringing him up to speed. Do you guys just chill? Do you guys look around? Uh, you, you know, you don't have to do anything, but just it's a, it's a moment. I map egress. There's only one exit you can see. It's very easy to do. Yeah, go ahead and roll a, uh, a perception or investigation check if you want to look around the place. I'm not going to roll investigation, but I am 100% going to roll perception. Yeah. Beat me to it. That's a 16, Jay. Oh, nice. That is a 13 perception. Okay. That is a total of 16. All right. You guys, uh, you you and uh, Aderu give the place kind of a, a little canvassing, a little look around. You guys move move around and kind of look under some of the flaps. You suspect that behind Finbagi, there is a flap against a wall that moves as if a breeze kicks it. It moves without anybody touching it. You're pretty sure there's a secret exit out the back. Nine doesn't look for these things. I imagine Nine actually, what Nine finds with only a 13 is that under one of the tables you do see that he has an artificer's workbench, a set of artificing tools. You also notice that in the corner there is what appears to be a statue covered in a tarp. Okay. Yeah, I mean, once I've cased the exit, the back exit, I, uh, I stand and wait patiently, and I uh, reach into one of my belt pouches and grab something out, and I hold it, I clench it in my fist. Sure. I wait. Foe comes back to you guys, and Finbagi steps back over to the table, and he leans in, and he goes, All right, Foe told me the situation. Sounds like y'all are in 
pretty deep. You killed a High Inquisitor just a few days ago? Yeah, and it was real easy. Not really, it was pretty hard. Sure. Yeah, I understand that. You did it in grand fashion. Ran him over with a, a, a car. Love it. Look, we got off to a... I remain stone-faced. He makes eye contact directly with Reyes. He's like, we got off to a bad start. You understand that I uh, am in a dangerous position myself. I invite the wrong people in, and everything that I've worked for goes up in flames. Not ending with, but starting with, probably my life. Did I notice any familiarity to his armor underneath the thing? You said I got a peek at it. Did I see any familiarity? He's wearing a... What... Reyes would probably gather looks to be a very old Inquisitor's kit. When you take a closer look at it, you realize that those robes might be dirty, tattered Inquisitor's robes of an old, like an outdated uniform. Yeah, something I probably wouldn't see anymore. Yeah, I look him up and down and I go, Yes, I'm sure you have equal fear of being called or caught as a traitor. Of this we share, unfortunately. Yeah, so obviously me and you are going to have an issue until we figure it out. What if I told you that I can get you out? I uh, take the thing that I clenched in my hand, and I, I slap my hand down on the table covering it, and I move my hand slowly and go, Does it have anything to do with this? I reveal the patch of the Cult of the Blue Flame. Fellowship of the Blue Light. What, what about him? Do you have anything to do with them? A little. I met your man. I killed your man. From there, he did something I've never experienced. Yeah, um, I'm not with them, if that's what you're asking. But that's all I'm going to tell you for now. If you want more information, we're going to have to work on our relationship. Does that make sense? But I can make it worth your while. I nod. Slowly. If you're here. You must be interested in getting out of this, like anybody else. I helped another one get out once, just like you. Kreskin didn't want to be in the apotheosis anymore. It can be done. I kind of lean in and go, I've never heard of anyone escaping the apotheosis. Of course you wouldn't, would you? Why would they tell you that it's possible? You'd just try. I look him up and down and go, But I've also never heard of a wayward inquisitor. He's, he's clearly an imposter. Well, that, that's easy to answer. I'm not wayward. I'm dead. You're alive. As far as they know. Look. Officially dead. Oh. Look, if we're going to work together, we can talk it out. What is it you want? I need people. I need men. I need boots on the ground. I need people willing to do things against the primacy that others would not dream of. You already killed a high inquisitor. You sound like my people. Do you understand? What is it you want? My skin flutters with the yellow S-shapes, and I look at him. If you can prove that escape is possible, I will help you. But as I'm sure you understand, I cannot take you at your word yet. So until then, until you prove you can, or I find out you can't, I will agree to keep your secret. And I outstretch my hand. As if to make a deal. I have proof for you, but it's going to wait till after the mission. The first mission of many. But he puts his hand out. Agree? One for free. If no proof is provided after that, we will not be on good terms. Fair. Fair enough. 
And I don't think it'll be for free. I feel like maybe we have a chance for a little loot during the whole thing. But it is what it is. As he shakes your hand, he looks over at Aderu as well. You, quiet one. Yes. What is it you want? What can I do to get your aid, so to speak? How do I assure the mutual destruction that I think you seek so much from your people? You want to destroy the primacy? You need to do nothing. It is what I will do. That easy. Our goals are aligned. He looks over at Foe, and Foe just sort of nods. He, unlike me, he is willing to fight or kill anyone. And Finn Boggy sort of turns back and smiles. Good. I'm not exactly uh, concerned about collateral anymore. Anyone, though. Better than mine. <laughs> all right, all right, Testy. Everybody's got their balls out. Good, good, good. What's with the robot? Hi! And he just nods at Nine. Doesn't address Nine. Asks you about Nine. It's... It's... Its name is Nine. You should ask it. Its name... Its model number is Nine. Why would I ask a... You! Warforged! Hi! What's your name? Uh... Well, I've been called Number Nine. Have you never met an old Warforged before? Or heard the stories? What are your current task parameters? Nothing? I don't really have, uh... An... An owner, per se? He looks at Foe and you guys. <laughs> or like a given directive, but I would like to go and see the maker, if that's possible. Martha, you might know her as. Finbuggy goes, oh, well, I've got bad news about that one. You missed it by a day. What? She took a train to Bree to meet up with a big meeting or whatever. She, uh, she'll be back in about a week. A week? Yeah. How far is Bree? <laughs> couple thousand miles. Do you think I could get there before then? It'd be faster for them to come back, wouldn't it? It's been recently, uh, finally repaired and put back into play, even though it was really, really fucked up about 20 years ago by some jackasses. I suppose I can wait just a week, but that's what I, that's what I really want. If, if there's anything, if you could perhaps get me an audience with her, that would be great. All right, I'll, uh... Um, is, is there anything I can do for you in the meantime? I see you've got yourself an artificer table here. I can, I'm an artificer myself, but there's some things I can do for you. You're, you're, you're what? An artificer? You know how to work on your own kind? Yes. Interesting. Uh, I don't know yet. I'll have to give that some thought too. In the meantime, if we're all in agreement, uh, I have someone that I'd like everyone to meet with. Who's this in the corner? What? Un under the sheet? It's, uh, downed unit. I can fix it? Doubt it. I think I can fix it. <laughs> <laughs> I could just take a look. You never know. Maybe another time. Uh, if you don't mind, I we need to move. You're not wrong. I really do need help. Would you guys mind meeting with a friend of mine? Sure. I would prefer as few of your people see my face as possible. As I lean in and kind of cock my head sideways, it's somewhat recognizable. And put a bag in your head, ugly. Come on, what do you want from me? a fucking garbage stealth roll. <laughs> Pardon me while I don't hide in the shadows. <laughs> fucking 15. I'm pretty sure the artificer could make you a bag with holes in it and I wouldn't even make him roll. <laughs> so where are we going? Nowhere. One second. He tucks his head behind the curtain and as he pulls that flap that you guys saw earlier that moved with the air, he says, you can come in now. And uh, immediately when the flap moves, uh, Aderu gets a whiff of orc. I have attempted to hide in the shadows, and I've definitely pulled my hood up and over my face as much as possible. Sure. 
So as you try to hide yourself, and tr- or at least remain unobtrusive, out from behind the curtain comes a large orc man. And he, he steps over to the table, and um, Finbogi pulls up some chairs. He's like, we might as well be sitting. It's going to be a bit. This guy needs our help. Hi! I don't move. I stay off to the side. I wave. Finbogi only pulls up chairs for a Deru and foe. He doesn't do one for nine. If nine looks alarmed at this... At all, let me know. <laughs> she doesn't. Okay. <laughs> this is uh, pretty standard. Yeah. Nine's a robot, so she just sits in the non-existent chair. That robots just can do. <laughs> just drops into a 90-degree sitting position. <laughs> exactly. Love it. And then he's like, all right, Krog, take the floor. This orc man kind of, he comes up and he sits in one of the chairs. He's this big dude and the chair's not big enough. He kind of hunches in it and he seems kind of uncomfortable. He's like, oh, all right, all right. Hi. Hi. My name my name's Krog. I own a, a small potion company called Krog Grog. And um I've heard of you on uh on the Unphone. As you say that, the Unphone chimes and we go to commercials. Hi. Welcome to Unphone. Here's a commercial for one of the many products that you can find through the Unphone right now. Nothing says party like cracking open some skulls with the boys. And nothing goes better with cracking skulls than Krog That eye-opening flavor and fire and burn is just what you and the boys need to kick back and break down the doors to your party. Because nothing says party like the familiar taste of Krog Grog, and the feeling of taking a life with your bare hands. Party hard, Krog Grog. Area supply may be limited. Demand it at your local tavern. Yeah. The co- fucking Unphone commercials. So yeah, I own uh, Krog Grog is, uh, was started by my dad. My father started the business, I inherited it, and it's grown quite a bit, but, um... Congratulations. Well, thank you, but st- it's difficult under the primacy, because, um, there's a lot of rules and regulations that are made up on the spot, and, uh, I have to go head-to-head with Cracker Cola, because they put their damn factory here. Tomorrow, there's going to be an audit of our businesses. We're going to go to Krakakola first with an inquisitor and, uh, and guards and look into their business. And then after they're done with theirs, they're going to go next door to mine. And um, I've done everything I can to hide it in the books, but I've been sneaking potions too. He looks over at Finbogi and Finbogi nods. He's like, just, just tell him. I sneak potions to the Griffinport army and... Um, and, uh, and uh, like all sorts of potions, health potions, this and that. And um, if they uh, go through my books, I don't know if that it'll be hidden anymore. And my business will be shut down. And Finbogi says that all the help that I did, you owe me one. I, um, I, I, I'll keep doing it, but uh, it's not going to happen if I go to jail. And they shut down the business and crack a cola takes my fucking family factory. Can you, can you guys help? Um, what, what exactly do you need us to do? All right, I, uh, 
I, I stop the audit, postpone the audit, maybe with more time I could hide things. Um, I, I don't know. He just sort of looks at Finn Boggy like he's uncomfortable running the meeting or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's not up to him. He doesn't need to know what we do for him. We're going to help him. In fact, it's better he not know. He's only here to give us extra information if you ask for it. How you suggest we be helping? Who you need dead and how that be helping a book? Well, we could delay it, but won't they just come and check it later? Yeah, that is that is the problem. We need to cause some trouble. I was thinking that... There just sets his oil flask on the table and puts his hands back in his lap. That, that is what I was thinking. From the corner, Reyes coughs. Pay him off. Pay them off? Do you, do you think that you can bribe Inquisitors? Reyes turns his hooded head and goes, Some. Look, it's not easy to kill Inquisitors. It's even harder to bribe them. If you bribed them, they probably got something that you didn't know from the interaction. They are dedicated to their work. Like we said, though, there's an Inquisitor coming. He's likely going to have a god, and he's going to come and look at Krakakola first. It is likely, and he looks at Krog, bullshit. Krakakola never gets a real audit. They're going to drink some fucking whiskey, they're going to shoot the shit for an hour, and then they're going to go over to Krog Grog and shut him down. I am pretty certain that this audit, which is not nor a normal audit, this is not the normal time for it, has been paid for by Krakakola. What if we just change the signs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that'll do it. If we put the Krakakola sign on the Krog Grog factory, and the Krog Grog sign on the Krakakola factory... You know what I'm saying? The old, uh, children's action scrolls special. Yeah, sure. The switcheroo. Yeah, I don't think that one's gonna work. He looks at you guys, and he looks at Nine, and is like, glitchy? What? No, Nine. Bless you? The Darius got his helmet off at this point, you can just see his ear twitching irritatedly. Well, I don't see anybody else throwing out ideas. Well... I'm glad he didn't throw it, but he's he's saying fire. It's not bad. Uh, a couple things that I want to know is it would be best if we can prove that they're shady. It's unlikely. I don't know how you'd get proof of this. They usually try to keep it off the books. But the primacy does like books either way. So potentially possible. I also like books. I think that if attack or sabotage happened during the Krakakola audit, that they couldn't ignore it. Also... Krogrog would likely be put on the back burner while that is handled. A fire is always a crisis, and I have something that I would like to do while you guys are doing that. If you cause enough chaos, I get to pull off a little mission of my own. Okay. Does Reyes know if Krakakola is alcoholic? Uh, it is not alcoholic. Isn't this a mission of your own? This, no, this is your mission. Remember? You do a mission for me, we develop trust, we get a nice relationship, we go out for drinks later. Ah, uh, yes, trust. Reyes walks forward because he's been trying not to fangirl. <laughs> this is my grog. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> like, oh my god, guys. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I love this grog. Oh my grog. Oh my god, you make this. <laughs> oh my grog, you make this. So I walk forward and I look at uh, Mr. Krog and go, We could attempt to blackmail them or burn down their factory. Maybe both. But before, if we are going to cause fire like that, you might be able to help us. To Finn Boggy? No, to Krog. Krog. Okay. Um, 
Oh, uh, I'm not. You make an alcoholic beverage. I've tried it. It's good. I like it because it's cheap and Thank, tough. Uh, uh, mixed thank yous, I guess. Um, family recipe. Does it burn? Uh, not Krog Grog itself, but we have ingredients that you need flammables. I motion over to the one oil flask. This is not enough to burn a factory down. If we are going, that route. Every fire starts with a spark. Well, I... I feel like if we were to use ingredients from Mr. Grog here's factory, that might leave evidence that something happened from that factory, you know? Grog nods. Um, yeah, I'd have to... I could get maybe some un... I, we do have a, a very specific bottle, and it's all that I have. But I can get you flammables, yeah. I can get you enough, probably, to start a fire. Finboggy tells you, you might want to see the outside of the building before you think you can just burn it down. But, um, we can get you some fire. May I make a recommendation? Yeah. You primacy lot. You all about your paperwork, yes? Books this and papers that. Documents of ownership and such. Finboggy looks around like primacy lot. But Krog goes, Yeah. Yeah? What do you mean? So if I be selling you something, and that thing would need a, uh... Nine, what do you call your paper? A receipt? Yes. Would you keep your receipts with your books, or would you put it somewhere else? It's not just the books that would get us in trouble, but, um, no, the receipts would be with the books. Then what if we sell our good friend Nine here to the Krakakola factory? Oh, no, um... When we hand off paperwork that shows us where papers is, then we burn to ground. For, for reasons that I don't understand, Krakakola actually does not hire or use... Warforged units like some of the other factories in town. Are you? Um, no. Um, too expensive. Uh, haven't had the overhead to get one. Maybe down the line, but no. It, if we are talking about things, I, I want it clear that while I need this and Finn, Finn owes me, um, I do also have a side mission that if you guys go to the Krakakola factory, I would like to know how they mass produce potions so quickly what they're using to do it. If you can get me that information, I will give you 300 gold pieces each. I put a hand on the table and I kind of lean in and I go, Grog, for life, and I'll get you all the information you need. I'd have to figure out how to get it to you if you're traveling around, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I look, if you just want Krog, Grog, plain, it's, it's easy enough for me to keep you in the sauce all you want. Uh, I, I can even hook you guys up with some- Look, I just- I need help, and- Uh, I- I- am I'm, I'm- I'm open to friends. Would they buy your factory? Krakakola? Yes, would they buy- Would they buy where you make your product? Would they buy you out? No, they won't- They're gonna get me shut down, and then they're gonna buy it cheap. I'll get nothing for it. What if your factory had a minor catastrophe? Why- Why would- why would having a catastrophe at my factory be good for my audit? If we could fake some issue and didn't burn your books, you now have a reason not to have records. Would this be acceptable? I, I told you it's not just the records. It's Fimboggy. It's like, you guys don't seem to get it. You guys keep thinking that there's something you can do on Krog's end. They're gonna make something up. They have rules, and they follow them. So on the books, everything's on the up and up. But in the end, they'll make books. Books will appear. 
Krog Grog is going down if they get the chance. Honestly, and Krog, I'm being honest, all we're doing is buying you time. But those potions are what me and my people use in the field. If Krog goes down, what are we going to do? Buy Krakakola on the open market? Or steal it. We need something to happen at Krakakola. The Inquisitor cannot ignore something big going down at Krakakola under his watch. I love the ideas, but... Run it down, then. Easy enough. Fair enough. It's good enough. You will get more heat brought down on our town if you do it, but why not? Is there another way? What if... What if we could somehow make it look like the Inquisitor burned it down? I love all that. Like I said, I like fire and chaos because I have an ulterior motive that I'm going to be doing while you're doing this. So this is my vote. Which is? None of your business. If it is intersecting with our operation, it has become our business. Not going with you. You're going to go do your thing, I'm going to go do mine. You like to speak about trust. Then why don't you trust us and tell us? Because you're a couple of cutthroats. Bo told me you killed everyone who might talk. His idea, not mine. I nod slowly. Fo hangs his head when you, you point out it was his idea. Wait, what? I wanted to save more, but I understand. We... what? The quietest mouth is one that does not breathe, Nine. Well, I guess you break that rule. Yeah, I'm gonna keep my secrets. You guys deserve nothing, you've earned nothing. Been fighting the primacy for 40 years. What are we done? Are you working with me or not? There's no reason not to. Yes, I already agreed to. No other ideas. You brought up a few. When is the investigation that we are to sabotage? And, uh, are we taking any of you lot with us? Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Tomorrow. No, it's you guys. No one knows you in town. Foe is an inquisitor. If he gets caught, his whole gig is up. I will be doing something else. We are hiring you. You spend a lot of time talking about what you don't want to be talking about. Yes, we know. You're busy. Move on about it. You asked who's coming! Every chance you get flapping your yap about this mission that you're going on but don't want to talk about. Quit talking about it. We know. The only one flapping their yap is you, you little dog. So, here we go. Cat. Are you doing the mission or not? Yes? He's a cat. Thank you, man. Slowly, I nod. All right. If there's other information that you want to ask us about the mission, we can try to give you. But at a certain point, you're going to need to scout. It goes down tomorrow evening. You have the rest of tonight and tomorrow to get information. If you want to try to infiltrate any of that, I haven't had a chance to case this. This is all fresh information for me. Krog brought this to me yesterday. And all of my men, let's just say they were um, not available anymore. So you want papers if we can get them. But most important, like, is just to make sure that the Inquisitor does not conclude his audit. Yeah. I, um, I, I can't, we can't, I can't survive without a little bit more prep time. And, um, also I will pay extra money for Krakakola's secret, how they make potions so quickly. Okay. Again, I nod. Are, 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 are we good? I need to get back to my factory. I nod. Then Boggy nods at him and he gets up. We do not need you anymore, friend. Thank you for helping. And he leaves. Fo, what if we were to order bulk purchase for our platoon? As way to get indoor. I I cannot just procure money willy-nilly without a mission contract something. Ah, uh, which is kind of why I will... You guys will be on your own for this. I have much that I need to do to set up. And fires to put out to make sure that my cover stays. Um, I can't get you money. Not, not right now. Long story short. 
We don't need money. We need a price. We we only need to be inside door. Uh, never. No. Oh, oh, you want? Oh, you, maybe. Uh, you want to try to get an estimate or quote? Yes. We ask them to tell us how much price. We meet inside to discuss. I don't know. Blame your military. Uh, what do you say? Specifications. Foe looks at you guys. This it seems like a good idea, but um, I he looks like hard at Aderu and Rayask and Nine, and he goes, do you really think that the secret identity play, do you think you are businessmen? I shake my head. Stealth is what I'm good at. I am a Kenorian mercenary working for my commanding officer, who is busy, like you said, doing many things, freshly returned from campaign. I am a loaderbot. My assistant. He nods at Finbari, Finbari has him a piece of paper, and he starts to write like a fucking, uh, miss it, like an Inquisitor request order. He kind of hands it to you. He's like, I, I do not know if this is a good, it's an option. I give you the option if this helps. Um, what else? I, I don't know. Point us in the direction. I would like to have a discussion away from Finbagi. No offense, Finbagi. We are leaving anyway, yes? Yeah, uh, go, go spend some time, uh, and, uh, you can, uh, maybe Fo will show you where everything is in town, uh, so you have an idea where you might need to run to should things go south. But, uh, I'll, I'll meet back. If we need anything else, we'll talk again at sundown. I nod. Okay. We need a cart. You guys leave, and, uh, you're alone with just your crew, so to speak, and Fo and you guys. We came in with carts, right? Yeah. Like, we arrived to town with carts? There is still a cart tied to you guys. At least one that I think you guys would have brought. Adair's just gonna make our way that way while Nine talks. He's gonna direct- we're gonna go get the cart. We need it for things. Sure. Why did we- what? You killed them? I did not. I'm gonna turn- I'm gonna direct the two of you to go away, and and I'm gonna put my hand on Nine's shoulder. And I'm gonna address Nine directly. Listen, you may not fully understand the weight of your mortality. That is okay, but I do. If they give us up, we all die, and you will be dismantled, never to see your maker again. Prices had to be paid for our freedom and our lives. If that price was another's life, it was worth it. I killed those men, and I paid that price. You don't have to worry about it. But know that I did it. Or us. We spent a lot of time with those men. I don't I don't know what it is, but it doesn't feel right. If if you say there was no other way, then I guess fine, but it doesn't feel right. You have been a part of diplomacy for a long time, but never a citizen. It is hard to explain the levels of ingrained indoctrination each citizen has. Most will sell you out without thinking about it. Knowing it is your life they give up. I did not want to do what needed to be done, but it did need to be done. Did you need to lie to me about it? Your honesty can be a concern when doing things that need to be kept secret. But I am sorry for lying to you. It was a difficult time for me for many reasons. Sorry you had to do that. I nod. I would hope that 
we could be honest with each other from now on, since we're trying to be friends. I nod. Do you feel better knowing this night? Do you feel better now than you did before? Knowing these men died, knowing they were killed by our friend here, has that made you feel better? Would you have been able to do anything to take any action about it? Is there any other way that you could have been made to? There was no reason to tell you. No reason to worry you. There was nothing to be done. Your involvement clearly brings you some sort of discomfort. I do not understand it, but we do not wish to trouble you so. I've been kept in the dark for a very long time. If we are in this together, I would like to be treated as such. I nod. Forgive us, Nine. There is a difference between being in the light and being in the fire. Our objective was not to keep you in the dark, but to keep you out of the fire. I nod. We don't have a lot of time. We should get going. By this time, you guys have collected the cart and dropped it back off at Finn Boggy's base, just out back of that building. You had to take some side streets to get the cart out because the main thoroughfare is just way too crowded with people and things, and you probably didn't want people watching what you guys were doing. But you're traveling with foe, and the sentries all look at you always as you pass, but they always look away once they realize that an Inquisitor is escorting you guys. I wave at all of them. Foe has been quiet. He's been letting you guys talk. Uh, he seems like he's kind of uncomfortable. All right. Um, couple of things, since we are possibly parting ways soon. Finboggy is going to keep, to help you guys in Santitas. I likely will have to leave the, the city. I will try not to, but I, I don't know if I'll be staying. I'm going to leave you in Finboggy's care what it is. I think you will be a better match than I anyway. Um, couple things in Santitas that'll help you guys. Once I'm gone, there's no guns in Santitas. Uh, you should leave them with Finboggy, or if you are seen with them, you will be accosted by the Warforged sentries and your guns will be taken away and you may be arrested. So, there's that. Any weapons or only the guns? Other weapons are okay, but they have a particular restriction on black powder. I nod. And uh, another rule uh, is to trust no one when in a primacy city. The primacy pays anyone good money for information, so you should keep a low profile. Try not to tell more people than we already have what we are here doing. What kind of information? I look around at everyone when he says this, and I nod knowingly. A commoner can make good coin by going to any inquisitor's office and telling them his neighbor committed a crime. It is an easy way to police your populace. You get them to do it for you. And then you investigate? I shake my head. I shake my head with an expression on my face that shows the naivete of that statement. S yes, um, but uh, during the investigation, you will be in jail. So, and it can take a long time to catch up on the backlog. So if I were to find out that something was amiss at this factory, while attempting to procure assets for my commanding officer, I could be paid to report that. Yes, but you are trying to stop an Inquisitor, and no one will listen about that. I did not mean about something so overcomplicated as that. Y yes, your, your word might be slightly questioned, because you are foreign, but um, yes, in theory, yes. They also seem to apply that Krakakola is in the pocket, right? Yes. Okay. 
Krakakola appears to be very in deep with uh, primacy rule in some way. They have a war contract. You guys, when you were traveling, had Krakakola healing potions. As you guys talk, he shows you the town. He shows you the city of Santitas. He kind of gives you a, a quick look around. And as you can see, I've thrown a map up. Only we can see, not our viewers. There's a main street, which kind of dead ends in this. It's a pretty good map, guys. Thank you. It's big. Uh, I worked on it. I like the star building. Yes, there's several buildings that are very large, very strange, that are the taverns that I spoke about last game, that are like these tavern casino-esque buildings. Very Las Vegas. I like how the town has a brown eye on the top left. (laughs) Yes. Poop shoot! We gotta post this on the socials. Yeah. He doesn't show you everything, but he gives you like a rundown of like places of interest in the town. This here, if you post your brown eye, Jay. If you, yeah, if you want to get a drink or have some leisure, anything off of this main street is casinos, taverns, brothels. It's a good place to unwind. Uh, as he says that, he seems like kind of uncomfortable with the entire concept because he's a good uh, pseudo Christian boy, <laughs> Numenite. Uh, <laughs> What's a casino? He's a good Numenite. Um, if you need a church, there is Church Row uh, to the north. West, and that is this, as Mitch said, brown eye in the top left. That is Church Row. Is Vestra shaped like boobs? Uh, you'll have to go there and find out. Uh, you will find <sighs> you will find the temples to the five gods that are used most here. To the very north, you will find the Krogrog and Krakakola factories, as well as the Warforged factory, where they make the actual bodies for Warforged. The Dara becomes visually uncomfortable. I want to go there. The further north you go, the more poor... Uh, section until you get to the industrial area where other businesses and factories can be found and then to the northeast you will find the um, the the fort where um Martha lives and it looks at nine we'll go there eventually yeah do you have a actual map or are we expected to remember this sure he gives you a map Santitas sick don't get me wrong, I feel like Reyes would remember all those things, because that's kind of part of his purview, but I don't think, like, everybody else will, and he does not want to be like, no, this way, no, yeah. this way, no, this way. You said this is a Vegas analog, right? So when he gives you the map of Santitas, it's actually five small, like, brochure flyer maps glued together. Yeah, absolutely. When you ask if there's a map, he doesn't just give you one from his pocket. He goes, um, yes, sure. And he walks over to a guy and just grabs a brochure that the dude's handing out. He hands it to you and there's also happens to be like a little card with a naked lady on it. What's this? Um. It is for the casino. Brothel. Yes, um, anyway, uh, I encourage you to keep a low profile, but if you want to spend some time in Santitas, uh, now might be the time. Why do they keep clicking those cards at me? Um. They're so violent. I, I recommend you go find it. I, 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 I need to go. Um, Where are you going, Fo? Where are you foeing? Go. <laughs> Damage control. I, I need to make sure that, uh, that my cover is not blown and that you, that no one looks for you. Um, so should we meet up later? I will try. Um, but, it, but once again, I might, once I, once I go to the Inquisitor's office, my next task may be out of my hands. This could be goodbye for some time. Do we need any additional... I don't know. Papers? I will make sure that if I leave, I leave some with Finboggy. Because, yes, I will try to make sure that you are under contract as a, a mercenary still. And, um, Nine has her paperwork. And, um... Is, is there a place that we're supposed to be staying? I've been told to stay under your command. So, we will need to figure that out. 
Who told you to stay under my command? My handler, you are aware that I was given to the last Inquisitor. Yes. Um, I'll let you know before I leave, and we'll, we'll figure it out. I nod, somewhat angrily. Oh, and I, I deposit my gun in Finn Boggy's bullshit. Is, is there a place we're supposed to be staying? Or like... This whole place smells like piss. Can we, can we stay at like one of these buildings or something? Well, you, is there an inn? you all have money, correct? Go spend it. It is a good place to do so. Uh, there are inns, taverns, brothels. Stick with them, Nine, because if you are caught alone, people will probably wonder why there is a rogue Warforged wandering around. But, um... Where, where do those ones stay in a primacy city as this one to avoid most notice? I don't know this yet. I think that Santitas is uniquely designed to allow anyone to be not noticed. As you look around, there's all sorts of characters around. You guys don't stand out particularly in, particularly on the main street of Santitas. Go spend time in the casino inns. Um, there's always characters there. You will blend in. Leaning over to Adairu. Hmm. We will stay closer to the edge of town in the poor district. Less... And I look over at one of the Warforged guards. Attention. It's probably a good idea. But there's work to be done yet. We must inquire about our purchase contract receipt thing. Alright, I'll leave you to it. I, I'm, I'm leaving. I, good luck, all of you. Of course. Bye! Uh, before he leaves, he, he looks at Nine and he says, I want you to be extra careful, Nine. Okay. He says it quietly to you. It's like, the ones that you are traveling with will do what is right for themselves. They are not looking out for you. Be careful. Are you? No, I am not. And then Bo walks away. I leave my chain gun with uh <laughs> Chain gun? I hope we get off the streets before he fucking walked away because- No, you guys have stated more than once that you've dropped stuff off at Finbogies. I assume that this conversation has happened while you've been moving through the town. And uh, you're back to Finbogies, I'm guessing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys drop the cart off, you unload your stuff according to his, his recommendation, and uh, Santitas is your oyster. Reyes, is it a bad idea for you to go and maybe, I don't know, scope the place out? Would you like to come with us, or would you like to not? I will go separately. Do I know if the rooftops around here are as patrolled as the streets? I've been here, and rooftops is kind of my thing. So, uh, while moving around, you get an idea for the buildings in Santitas, and the main thoroughfare has these big, tall buildings that almost block off the rest of the town. You can't see how run down the rest of Santitas is. Once you get off those streets, no building is the same. If you look at my map, everything is a different size rectangle. It's a different height. This place was just sort of built chaotically. It was a small hamlet that grew faster than it was ready for. The streets sometimes dead end. They sometimes circle around hills. Nothing was really planned in Santitas. That's great, because that means the buildings are often jammed pretty closely together. Sometimes, but there's big old gaps, right? You could probably make across town on a few rooftops, but then you'd have to get down. You don't know if it would be worth it, because not all the buildings are super tall. It's an eight-foot-tall dude on every corner looking around. Yeah, you could do it, but it's not better, is the simple answer. Sure. Like I said, it's just kind of my thing. Yeah. And it allows me to go unnoticed more by people. If the sentries kind of see me, I think it's only kind of. It is, frankly, for like a rogue like Reyes, the perfect place to get around without being seen. Because if you can't use a back alley, you could use a roof. Right. 
Like you have the option to do either very easily. Fantastic. Grace, could you like to take point one with you? Is point one out right now? No, but they can be. Can she remain quiet? Uh, more than point two. They're actually canonically very stealthy. Yes. Maybe, maybe a good idea would to have the little ones perform some sort of mischief in the factory before our arrival. You guys could like split up or something. I don't know. I'm just saying we've got a whole lot of point two in this podcast and not a whole lot of point one. <laughs> like not everybody's a star. Okay. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, I can take her. Okay. Sure. And then I summon them. Ray's body language just kind of says, like, uh, sure, why not? Uh, <laughs> just kind of, like, shaking his head slightly. Minute shrugs. Are you guys moving through the town again? What are we doing? I think we're about to split up. Ziff, what does a handler? Looking over at you. A handler is a person that I report directly to. They give me the things I need for my jobs and my orders and ensure I do the right job when need be. I thought that was what the commanding officer was. Was that different? Yes and no. It is hard to explain. I usually don't have a direct commander. My orders are sent through my handler. Okay, so like, point one, I think that means that today, Reyes will be your handler. And I am your commanding officer. Okay. I nod. Do what he says, okay? Okay. Fair question. You're staying with us, but I don't. Adara, what are we doing? Well, if Seth is gonna be scouting around the place, then I suppose we should uh, explore the city. Yeah, Adara, perhaps we can find a place to stay while Reyes is scouting around. Uh, yes. I take out the map and I point to the poor district. Somewhere near here. Okay. Sure. Nine, you seem most interested in the things and places here. What would you like to do? I am waiting for Reyes, but I cannot say that I have any other particular needs until he returns. Well, I am curious about what a casino is. Kept asking, but I also kept getting ignored. It is where you pay women to have sex with you. I thought that was the brothel. That is the brothel. A casino is a place you go to gamble. To what? Gambling is the process of paying to play a game where you may get your money back plus extra. It is complicated. Just go try it. Good games. Go try it. Go, go, go. Okay. As we split ways, a day who follows nine. That's a bad idea. Yes. As you guys move through the town, uh, I'm going to say some things for both of you. Aderu notices that there's more wildlife in the town as it gets dark than you'd think. You see dogs and cats milling around. You see raccoons raiding every single pile of trash that they can find. Everywhere you go, crows are stealing food from people, which I want to guess that might make Aderu feel a little bit more comfortable. Just the fact that there is wildlife around him in some way. The wildlife makes Aderu feel a little bit more comfortable, but the soul food is watching the wildlife troll the humans. Yes, yeah, that is definitely all they do. Like, at a certain point, Adairu walks by a raccoon trying to get in a trash can that was latched, and he just unlatches it for him and keeps going. The little acts of violence. Yeah, the natural order of animals in a big city appears to be make humans irritated, <laughs> which just feels right to you. It's beautiful. Yeah. Nine, you notice the sentries and all the people milling about, but you also notice that the sentries... 
they don't have any personality. They are Terminator 1 style Arnold Schwarzenegger with his head on a swivel, no reaction to anything going on, no emotions, no conversations had with anyone that isn't just being accosted. Yeah. You know. Do they have big fuzzy black hats? Uh, yeah, actually, so you do see everyone has a hat. Uh, they technically have a hat, but it's, the tricorner is built into their head. That is, it's part of the head shape. I don't like it. Too bad. <laughs> in, in, in the way of guards across Europe, the bigger the hat, the scarier the guard. Ryan, ding me. Ah, yay, we got one. <laughs> Mitch's random fact. Ow. So the origin of big dumb hats in uh, Russia and Britain in wartime comes from the... Mark Simpson. Wow, Ryan. Way to just... That was it. <laughs> Apologies, go on. <laughs> Came from the advent of mounted cavalry warfare, specifically with the saber. You wore a large hat, so when a guy goes galloping by at however fast a horse goes and is swinging a saber at your head, it's harder to target where your head is, and he's more likely to cut off a bunch of hat than your dome case. Also, the really tight chain band around the hat and the bottom of the helmet is to help deflect a saber blade so that he breaks your jaw instead of bisecting your skull. Ah. Okay. Neat. You'd think they would just aim lower. When you're on horseback, it's hard. I suppose. I wouldn't know. As stated before, there are six large casinos, and then at the very end of the street is the largest, so seven in total. There's one that's shaped like a big hexagon. There's one that's a big oval shape. There's one that's uh, this large star the biggest one though is it's just like like you'd imagine a regular tavern to be but on a incredibly grand size like stereotypical tavern for giants it's like a torchlit tavern yes kind of deal sure yeah kind of like that there's torches in front of it it's got like a homely a homely sort of feel how are there sconces so many good sconces made out of dark metal. Love it. And the torches flicker in the firelight. But this tavern uh, is not the same vibe as any of what we would call a torchlit tavern. This place is raucous, uproarious, and uh, just looking inside, you guys get a vibe that it's a dangerous place. That one looks dangerous for some reason. And uh, I will name taverns as needed if you put me on the spot, but otherwise. Is there a lot of like big lights and stuff? Everywhere, yeah. Everything is all the way down the street. There are ropes tied high above everyone with basically chemical lights or alchemical lights. Uh, Nine, you're familiar with them. Everyone else, not so much, because even in Bree, it hasn't become the norm to use these non-flammable lights. Wow, this place is amazing! They also come in different colors. That is pretty impressive. There he was just hiding in Nine's walker pocket. He's very uncomfortable. And there has crawled inside Nine and is hiding. I think Adair is that small. Uh, also, that would mean that Nine gets taken away by guards, so don't do that. Yes. Guards go, what are you doing on the thoroughfare? The food of the authorized. Let's go to the big one. Wherever you want to go now. Everybody, come back to the next episode where it's Adairu and Nine's Night on the Town. Indeed, might, it might very much be because we're going to go ahead and go with Rayask for a moment as you guys move to that that casino. Yeah, go with me for a moment. Jeff, you go north. There is a very straight, very well-kept road that goes north, straight from the main drive. I rolled stealth 
because I said I stealth my way there. Yeah, go ahead. It's 23. Nobody bothers you as you make your way up. You don't follow the street, but you follow along paralleling it. This main large cart path, basically. It looks like it's designed to have things moved down it easily. The road is very smooth, very straight, and it dead ends at the largest building that you have possibly seen short of castles or forts. And uh, as you come to a fork in the road, one going straight to it, another one going left, you do see that a cart with a tarp over what can only be a warforged unit is being carted away from the front of this factory. But I was told they don't use warforged units. This is not Krakakola. This is the warforged factory. Oh. As you continue on your way, you do find the Krakakola factory. Also a very large building, not nearly on that size level. It's a fairly simple square building. So you see that, and then you move on. Eventually, you do get to Krakakola. How did you want to go about scouting? Because one of the things you notice is that the factories are backed up to empty fields. Like, there's no more town behind them. There's not a lot to hide behind. Yeah. Obviously planned that way. Yes, of course. Well, give me a sit rep or what the outside looks like. Or do you want me to roll for that? Yeah, I would love you to roll me a perception check while I pull up a map. 22 perception. 22 perception. So from the street level, without getting closer, you see that you could probably get closer up on one side by following between two of the other factories, provided they don't have strong security. And you do that. You get closer and you see this. It's this oddly shaped building, mostly rectangular, but it has like a branched office area. And it looks to be potentially two stories tall. What's the nearest factory's to its height. According to your map here, there's one that's like more than catty corner. Is that one story or two? It is only one story. Okay. But uh, there is some strange like catwalks that go around the Krakakola factory. And as you watch, you see that there are a couple of guards with crossbows that are patrolling around the outside of Krakakola along these catwalks, keeping an eye out. At one point, you have to duck your head back as one of them stops and shines a light in your alleyway. Okay. Does it look like it'd be possible to jump from the roof of the nearest one to one of the catwalks? Not without aid. Not base athleticism. Okay. There's no gate or anything. It's just the building. There are no entrances on the front end, which is kind of strange. Quite strange. There seems to be a road that goes up and around, and it looks like the loading dock is on the back end. Once again, it seems like it's high security, security choices. Okay. Your guess is that there might be offices in the smaller attached side building, and it's probably otherwise a fairly open floor plan factory. You can't tell without getting inside, though. Sure. There's some big windows that you can kind of see in. It, it looks like it's a big, empty, kind of cargo-y space. Yeah. You count a total of two guards on the ground and two guards patrolling the catwalk during your, your scouting. Okay. Does it look like I can move up towards where there is no entrance and climb up climb up the building yeah sounds like a stealth check if you want to attempt it but if you fail one of the guards will come around the side in the time it would take for you to get up and peer inside okay i want to go all the way to the roof awesome okay well same stakes well i failed what'd you get Uh, 11 so you think you've timed it out and the moment you you kind of step out you realize that they must have like randomly adjusted routes because a guard comes out off the beat that you think he should and he gives out a yell and you immediately have to run back to cover and you hear them kind of start shouting and it, there's a bit of an alert around the factory at this point. You don't think you're going to be able to get closer tonight. 
Sick. How much does point one weigh? It's tiny, right? <laughs> I'm gonna go with three pounds. Okay. It's not easy to throw. You could if you're strong. 14's a plus two. It's not bad. Not bad. I mean, what are you trying to do? How far are you trying to throw it? Onto the roof. It's two stories high. I would say that I think I could throw two pound objects two stories high. Well, I, I am warning you that they are on alert and they are looking and the closest building is one that they would put eyes on. My point being is you have to get close again to throw him. Once again, it'll be stealth and it'll be disadvantage is what I'm gonna say. Okay. Is there something you need from me, Adler? Yes, my egress is lost, but I might be able to throw you into a place where you could enter. Or if you are not comfortable with this, you can try. They're smaller, less likely to be seen, but they are on high alert. I trust your decision, Handler. And point one assumes the position of getting into a cannonball. From now on, because of our whole gimmick and everything, point one and point two are cannonball sized. <laughs> for all intents and purposes and all the things that that can, can create for us. That is what they are. <laughs> you got it. That makes sense because like old school cannonballs are not as big as people think they are. They're not. Some are. Some are. But they are heavy. Sure. Well, I mean, three pounds. Yeah. You're basically doing the shot put, which is, you know, an Olympic sport. So like I said, it's more about the stealth of getting close enough to throw them. Yeah. DC 20 disadvantage because you've already got them on high alert. DC 20 disadvantage. That means I have to roll at disadvantage the minimum of a 13. Doable. Since I'm getting in this like cannonball position, can that count as an aid? No. Not for the stealth part. You know, I, I have to punish him because I'm giving him a second chance at something he already fucked up. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, fair enough. 18, first roll. Ooh. 17, second roll. Hell yeah. Hey! Oh, all right. Fuck you, Jay. So where do you huck? Just onto the catwalk at some like somewhere is the plan? As far as you'll let me huck it, I want to get her onto the roof where it doesn't look like I saw anybody. Take your walk on the catwalk? To be clear, and I just want to establish this beforehand, to be clear, in prepping point one for this, I said, get information and then leave. Whatever you can acquire, just don't get caught. Yes, sir. A hooker. Ha! Yeet! So you, you, you manage to get onto the roof of the smaller factory, and you do it quickly. You hop up, you run to the edge of that factory, and you just toss point one. Point one flies unfolds in midair and lands on the catwalk and immediately runs across the catwalk and hides like starts hiding behind stuff yeah something something sticking out of the, the wall that, that is a 12 dex for how glorious that is fantastic uh i need a stealth okay the moment of truth oh my god i hope that's a nat 20 not a nat one not a nat bitch <laughs> find out next time on torchlit tavern
Hey, Tavern Goers. Thanks again for listening to Torchlit Tavern. Today's tale featured Mitchell Travis as Etheru, Jeffrey Lisk as Rayesk, Ryan Santos as Number Nine, and Jameson Oxford as the Dungeon Master. You can follow us and interact with us on Twitter at Torchlit Tavern, or email us with any of your most pressing questions at torchlittavern at gmail.com. You can also find our entertainers on the streets of twitch.tv slash torchlittavern, yelling obscenities at passersby. If you enjoyed our tale, you can tip your storytellers as you leave the tavern, which you can do via patreon.com backslash torchlittavern. Every little bit helps, and those who tip well and often can find themselves privy to an extra story or two, jokes, or maybe even a bit of hidden lore. Our story continues to grow all the time, and though we have no designs on a vast empire, your help is always appreciated. Our theme music for this campaign was designed by the bard, Brett Eagleston. Get his music at bretteagleston.bandcamp.com or find links for all his projects by following Bread Eagles on Twitter. This episode was edited and produced by Jameson Oxford and Ryan Santos. Other music and sound effects are provided by Epidemic Sound with help from freesound.org. And if you should find yourself surrounded by eager ears and attentive listeners, remember to tell good stories.